0: We are going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Viaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, and we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, how are you doing? <laughs> Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar y- New Year. You tiger, you. That's <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and guess what I am? I'll just give you one guess. What do you think I am? Dragon Nope, I'm oh. a dog. Oh. I'm a dog. Of course I'm a dog. <laughs> okay well, I can see that too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked it up in a long time but uh, but I have a very uh, a new friend and a dear friend. Her name is Anna and she wished me a and she's Chinese. Uh, she actually uh, came here from China and uh, she's wonderful and uh, so uh, yeah. And she, she wished me Happy uh, Lunar New Year last night, <laughs> the year of the rabbit, you know. And so, uh, you know, I want to introduce Mary and get her in on this conversation right away because it is Monday. That means that we have Mary Holland with us and we are going over the most read news and views of the week with the Children's and the Defender newsletter you can sign up for. It. It's free. And those are the stories that we cover every Monday. Mary Holland, are you there?
1: I am here.
0: Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy Lunar New Year. Okay, so okay. do you want? Do you want to disclose what you are? Do you know if no, you're a? I
1: don't. I forget. I. am sorry about that. I know it's the year of the rabbit, but I don't remember what animal okay. I am. I, well, I can tell you next week.
0: You, yeah, you can tell me next week, or we can look. You, we'll look it up over the break, or you can look it up All over right. the break. But one you of know, the cool things about it is, is that it's not like specific for each and every year. You've got a 12-year cycle. So hmm. interesting. Have... Okay, I'll check it out. So yeah, if you and tell I'm, somebody I'm I'm a this, then they can't immediately peg how old you are. Yeah, that's right. That's a great thing about it. And nor should they. Don't put anybody in a box. You know, you're as you're as young or as old as you feel. And you know, one of my favorite. Uh, you know, each week when I prepare for the show, I'm up late going down the rabbit hole of discovery, and I love rabbits. I and see what you did there. Thank you. But my favorite childhood book, I don't know what yours is, Mary or Jerry, but mine is The Velveteen Rabbit. Uh, And I've actually gifted it to many, many people over the years. Uh, And I'm going to read a little excerpt from it. And so this is The Velveteen Rabbit, one of them, one of the one of the famous quotes out of it. It's you become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or have sharp edges or have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. And I just love that, that quote from the book, The Velveteen Rabbit. And also, you know, I think it, the, the main message there is that we become real through the process of connection and communication. And I think being a dog uh, in the, in the uh, Chinese uh, New Year uh, site, you know, the... Uh, The lunar, what do you call it, Jerry? Come on, help me out here. It's the Chinese zodiac, but it's uh, it's based on a lunar calendar. Yeah,
1: but I have to tell you, it turns out I am an earth pig, so there you go. Okay,
0: all right. Earth pig. All right, I am a wood tiger and and I am a dog and we're all, and we're all different but you know uh but we're all connected and that's beautiful and uh yeah you know what I I know, I used to know them pretty well I know I definitely am a dog I don't remember what the pig and the tiger is but uh, you'll have to read it well I, Jerry I know you know but uh we'll have to we'll get an update and see if you really feel like that Mary if that identifies your personality but you know it's always great to uh to be on the air and talk about this. So I'm going to get into it. The most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland and the children's health defense.org. Let me officially introduce Mary. If you're listening for the first time, Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of children's health defense. She left the faculty of New York University School of Law, where she served for 17 years, most recently directing its graduate lawyering program. Mary received her master of arts and juris doctor degrees from Columbia University and her undergraduate graduate degree from harvard she has worked in international public and private law and mary is the co-author of vaccine epidemic and the hpv vaccine on trial seeking justice for a generation betrayed their website is children's health defense.org and let's go right to the first headline mary exclusive who proposals could strip nations of their sov- um, sov- sovereignty I'm saying I always trip up on that word there. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, create worldwide totalitarian state. Expert warns. So Mary, this piece is very concerning regarding the WHO or the World Health Organization. For people that perhaps do not know the role or the exact role of the WHO and what what they what what the the role that they play in international health decisions. Could you explain who the WHO is and why we should all be concerned with their agenda?
1: Sure. So the World Health Organization was created under the United Nations. It's been around for quite a while. Uh, But over the years, it has developed more authority. One of the things it did is it came up with a treaty related to tobacco. And in 2005, it enacted something called International Health Regulations. And it's actually under the International Health Regulations that the Secretary General of the WHO, Dr. Tedros, declared a public health emergency of international concern back in early 2020. And that was what started the U.S. declaring an emergency and entering into the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. So this is not so far away and distant and unrelated to things that have already happened in the United States. And the WHO and people at the World Economic Forum, you know, Bill Gates and others are saying, oh, my God, we didn't do a a good enough job on the pandemic. We need the WHO to have more power, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is not what many of us think should happen. But they interviewed for this article Dr. Francis Boyle, who's a professor of international law in Illinois, and he says that the proposed treaty and changes revisions to the international health regulations uh, which probably will be resolved in a conference in May of the World Health Assembly that these proposals are existentially dangerous that this is basically a power grab uh, and that these would have du- this would be a direct attack on national sovereignty uh, they could basically allow the w-h-o to override decisions made within a country and say okay Texas you have to lock down because there's an outbreak of XYZ disease. That's the kind of power that we're talking about that the WHO could have if these things go forward.
0: Well, and these are potentially um, illegal as well, right? These two proposed documents that uh, Dr. Boyle uh, authored uh, of several, he, and he's, he's, so uh, Dr., or Dr. Boyle is an author, I'm reading here, of several international uh, law textbooks and bioweapons expert who drafted the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989. This guy clearly knows what he's talking about. Right.
1: And he certainly believes, as I do, that this is unconstitutional, that, you know, some bureaucrat – and I think Tony Fauci is actually the person that has been appointed by President Biden to be the representative of the WHO – it is not within his power to say the WHO can intervene in the United States wherever it wants and declare a lockdown and that there's a pandemic. So it's definitely illegal from our perspective, but it doesn't mean that it couldn't go forward, Bernadette, and cause a great deal of harm. Mm -hmm. So uh, this should be on everyone's radar, and it's something they should be talking to their congresspeople and senators about because it is a real threat. And fortunately, there already are bills in the House of Representatives to – to, to say that this can't be done without advice and consent of the Senate, which is what it should be with any kind of international treaty.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, President, former President Donald Trump. Everybody that knows me knows that. But I do think that he did do one thing right. He withdrew from the World Health it, Organization. It. He must have known something uh, wasn't right. And I don't know if it ever got disclosed uh, on mainstream media, did it? And why did he withdraw from the World Health Organization? Do you know?
1: No, I think he had a number of reasons. I, I you know, he didn't really sort of we, we, we continue to support international efforts around vaccination, but he did withdraw. I, honestly, I have to go back and see what his stated rationale. I think it was mostly money and that basically uh, the Chinese government is a big funder and he felt like they were not. I think it's that they weren't doing a very good job uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, and he withdrew us. But um, immediately when President Biden came into office, he rejoined us to the WHO. So but Professor Boyle is on the record saying what we have to do is to withdraw from the WHO.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. And he was spot on, apparently. And this is something we really need to keep our eye on. Uh, Nobody should have that much power. And I mean, mean, it's 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 not okay what they're trying to do. And you as you read, you know, you just again, you know, we talk about this all the time. You just connect the dots. Right. Connect the dots. You can see how they're all working together behind the scenes. They really are.
1: Group of very powerful billionaires and major corporations, big pharma, Mm -hmm. big tech, they are the ones who are behind this. And think about what happened in the pandemic. Do you want those people to continue to be in control and to lock down the economy and basically impoverish all of us while Mm -hmm. making them richer and more powerful? Uh, My answer is no. That is a way to reach complete totalitarianism. And this mm -hmm. is a way to. Enhance power in a very Very small group of people
0: Yeah, well and one of the one of the reasons I was telling Marie this earlier when we, were, when we were discussing the show content Today and just some thoughts I had last night From preparing from the show And you can see this too, I don't know if you'll agree Or if anybody's ever even had this thought I'm sure they have, you know, the way they're pushing The new technology, you know, 3G, 4G, 5G And they just keep changing everything And everything's interconnected You cannot get on the internet You can't get on social media without pop-ups I was talking to someone about something the other day and what the heck was it I don't remember but then I got an email from that company and I'm like holy smokes this is really yep. crazy but the, but the point that I want to make is they're like um, like the bully on the playground who keeps you running after them because time is money too and so when you first, when, you know so you navigate through all the changes you learn them and then they change them again so they're keeping yep people poor and 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 not dumb to say that they're really stupid but you know what i'm saying like they keep yep. you out of the uh, out of the what's 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 the expression i'm trying to come up with here um you know they keep you blinded to some degree yeah. always having to keep up and catch
1: Definitely. up yeah yeah no they're they're sort of obfuscation they're telling you stuff to look at that's not really what's going on and that's exactly the point there's a lot of you know We're in a very chaotic world, but it's very important that people know about what is happening at the WHO because it will affect every single as, one of us. If this absolutely.
0: Yeah, and as my father used to say, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That is exactly what's that's been what going on absolutely. for
1: that decades. Absolutely. this will absolutely do that. Under the guise of protecting the world and health security and we're such do-gooders, that's what they're telling us, and people need to look past that smoke screen and say, look what they did in COVID-19. Is that what you really want going forward? My answer is absolutely not.
0: No, sir. Uh Uh-uh. No, ma'am. Uh-uh. I want none of that. You know, that WHO is also in bed with the WEF. We're going to be talking about that here in just a couple of minutes when we go to uh, the third headline from the Most Read News and Views of the Week from The Defender. So stay tuned. They are connected. Mary will tell you why. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. Health, freedom, news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. One Life Radio will be right back. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing Terraflora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take Terraflora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic Addicts. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says Terraflora advanced care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about Terraflora Advanced Care and all the Terraflora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit EnviroMedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's EnviroMedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back. To One Life Radio, this is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. If you're just now joining us, Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense, and we are going over the most read news and views of the week. You can find them at the Defender Newsletter at ChildrensHealthDefense.org. It's free. I encourage you to sign up. Okay, the second headline reads prominent cardiologist truth bombs live bbc broadcast calls for suspension of mrna vaccine so mary we briefly touched on this last week just for a second but it's quite a story and a bold move i might add so what did cardiologist dr asim malhotra do on a live television broadcast 10 days ago and what's the story behind the story that has him so passionate and outraged about vaccine safety and the truth
1: So Dr. Malhotra is a very prominent cardiologist in in England, in Britain. And he was very prominent in um, saying that statins were being misused. And he was invited on to the BBC to talk about statins. But in what they call an unprompted remark... He said that all the mRNA COVID shots should be suspended. Mm -hmm. And he's been public about that. But, of course, he had not been able to do that on the BBC before. And they were pretty upset.
0: I'm sure.
1: how to handle handle that. And his father was also a physician, and his father had been the deputy chair of the British Medical Association, a big deal, like the American mm. Medical Association. Wow. And his father died in July twenty twenty one, clearly in part as a result of the mRNA shots he'd gotten. And Dr. Malhotra himself had taken the COVID shots on the BBC, on TV, to promote the vaccination. But he has now done a deep dive. He recognizes that these shots are not safe. They are causing cardiac events. He's written about it in medical journals. He is absolutely passionate. He's got a big Twitter following. And it's interesting, Bernadette, BBC, after this happened and they didn't anticipate it, they brought on another doctor from the Imperial College of London to rebut what he had said. Oh, and it's God. also particularly kind of notable that in the background, when Dr. Malhotra was on the BBC television, he had a copy of The Real Anthony Fauci by Bobby Kennedy <laughs> behind him. So we're very proud of Dr. Malhotra. I had the pleasure of meeting him. I think we'll be hearing more from him.
0: Oh, gosh. What a great story. That's a feel. I love a man that has bravery, brave enough to stand up against everything, because this is so huge. You know, this is this has been going on for decades and so many people don't know that, you know, we want to trust our governments. We want to trust our medical uh, doctors and our in the whole medical industry. And not to say that everyone is bad in government and not everyone is bad in the medical industry, but we definitely have a problem. In Houston. <laughs> no yep. pun intended, we right? Have
1: a, we have a huge problem. And and the good news is is very mainstream doctors now, like Dr. Malhotra, are catching on, and they mm-hmm. are standing with us. And it's, it's inspiring. Um, you know, he's, relatively speaking, a newbie. He's certainly not an anti-vax doctor, but since his father died and it's affected him personally, he's mm-hmm. really... Done his homework, and he sees that these things are not safe, and the science does not support their widespread use. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that's one of the reasons I like doing live radio, and I've never done television, but I bet I would love love that as well. And you, because you can't stop it, right? Everything used to be live back in the day, but no longer. And maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's part of the plan, too. So people can't do what he did and speak out bravely against wrongdoing, or at least we have to question what's going on. I mean, there's no way at this point that you couldn't question the safety and efficacy of the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccine. And I personally say all vaccines. Uh, I agree
1: with you, Bernadette, but I have to tell you, I was just in New York City yesterday and I was with people who are very intelligent, very well-educated. And they were talking about going and getting their booster shots. So it's surprising that, um, when you're in that kind of bubble, people, uh, people are still believing that Mm -hmm. it must be a good
0: thing. Yeah. No, I remember my first, uh, argument, if you will, and she's now a doctor, and it's a good friend of mine. She used to work with me, uh, work for me at uh, a Drift Float Spa, and she brought up a uh, doctor, uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe his name escapes me right now. He's the one that started all the controversy. The British, the British doctor, you oh, know is doctor, Andrew, a- Andrew Wakefield, and the, and the and the infamous White Papers, right? And then he got, and she and I got into this big discussion, but I really, and she's a very cool, one of the most brilliant women I know, but I just think she got brainwashed into believing that you must believe what they teach you uh, at university or in academia and that you cannot go against that. And uh, because in some ways it, it, it invalidates your education, which it shouldn't on any level. But I think that's what people feel that they have to yeah. buy, buy all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: y- you, you Critical would know. Be- thinking is the most important thing and questioning
0: authority always. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's go to the third headline from and This is what I was talking about uh, before we went to the first break. The third headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter reads Davos, Gates, Schwab, global elites facing or face growing criticism of their master of the future agenda. So, Mary, uh, this growing criticism is good news, in my opinion. Why should everyone at least question what the W.E.F., the World Economic Forum, is up to?
1: Well, it's a clique. It's a very tiny group of people who say that they're talking about saving the world, but who is it? It's a bunch of billionaires and mm-hmm. mega corporations from around the world. They meet in secret in this, with militaristic security, the uh, article says. And what are they talking about? quote-unquote, combating misinformation, promoting public-private partnerships, otherwise known as fascism, talking about, you know, green technology, diversity, equity, inclusion, sustainability. But, but behind that sort of, you know, smokescreen is digitization, digitization, the metaverse, smart technologies. Lots of people from the U.S., uh, prominent people in the government and major corporations went And it's all about climate change is the most important thing in the world, and yet they fly in on private jets, they talk about (laughs) suppressing information. Um, They talk about future pandemics. They've talked about global health security. Uh, Interestingly to me, Bernadette, apparently the secretary general of the WHO, Dr. Tedros, talked about how tuberculosis is coming back, and they're going to come up with an mRNA vaccine for tuberculosis. Why is tuberculosis likely to come back? Because these shots are harming people's immune system. Absolutely. uh, it's, it's really kind of crazy, and it is great news that more people are becoming aware of the WEF, and they are becoming um, more focused on what they're saying in that clique.
0: Yeah. Well and, and and I love this their vision for the future welcome to 2030 I own nothing I have no privacy and life has never been better uh, that that's that, that's right off of their website right or is that in 20- is, uh,
1: you know they've taken that down but you oh, you, they should, have? you should you can find it on the internet you should watch their the eight things about 2030 and the first thing they say is you will own nothing but you will be happy yeah. and as, um, one of my favorites Catherine Austin Fitz says she said that really means we will steal everything from you and mind control you and I think mm-hmm. that's exactly right although I am very optimistic and confident that that will not happen yeah uh, but there's a lot of work to be done to make sure it doesn't
0: yeah You know, over the weekend, I went to visit my brother. He's he's mentally ill. He lives in a home. And I have to tell you, I had such a wonderful visit with him. I really did. And it was so good to see him. And, uh, you know, now that I'm an empty nester, I'll be able to go down there and visit him more often. But on the plane, I was reading The Nuremberg Code, the 75th anniversary uh, commemorative edition, uh, commentary by Vera Sharab, who I know you know, uh, and introductory notes by Ken Ken McCarthy. This book is astounding. I just ordered another 10 copies. I'm going to... it's only like four bucks on Amazon. I'm handing it out to everyone that I that will take it that wants to be in the know. But one of the things that really stuck out to me in reading this, uh, and it's a it's a short book. It's a short read. It's almost almost like a. You know, like a what do you call a book that's real little that doesn't have many pages, like a pamphlet or something? But yeah, but it says the Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. Uh, and uh, and that 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 and there, I've got a lot of things marked and circled in here, but that really spoke to me because I feel like that's what's happening right now. I feel like that's what's happening. And I feel like, you know, China is trying to take over the U.S. I mean, people talk about it, but do they really talk about it? Do they understand what we're losing here if we don't fight this? I don't think they do. Well, you'll be very happy, Bernadette. We'll talk
1: about it next week, but we will be coming out with a um, docu-series that is really going to be every night next week reviewing the parallels between what was happening in the 1930s in Nazi Germany and what's happening Mm. today.
0: Oh, I can't wait to read it. You know, and, and you know, I I, I have a friend, we had a discussion yesterday. I have a lot of um, discussions here at my house with my friends that just come over and we, we have these deep discussions, but we're talking about the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, okay? And uh, the Second Amendment is so important. That doesn't mean that you're pro-gun and you're not, you know, pro-AK, what is it, AK-47s or 15s, I don't even know. Um, right. But but that we must be, the the, the, the theme of the Second Amendment, the, the big picture message is that the government can never be more powerful than the people. Not that we're pro-gun, uh, but I do believe that you should carry a weapon. And I do, you know, I have for many, many years. But, you know, I just, uh, it, it, everything is just so convoluted now and just and misunderstood And um, I think you're right
1: I I think what the founders understood Having been under British Tyranny as colonies Is that the greatest threat In many ways comes from A consolidated totalitarian Government You need to have separation of powers You can't concentrate all power In one institution You do need some central control For defense and other things But you cannot have all power In the king That's what they basically told us in the Constitution and so they set up three branches of government they set up the states and they set up we the people And all of those are safeguards against tyranny. And what we are looking at is the prospect of growing global tyranny. And people need to understand that. And you're right. Everything that's happening at the World Economic Forum, at the World Health Organization, it is in coordination with China. And much of what has already occurred in China, the constant surveillance, the QR codes, the vaccine passports, Mm -hmm. all of that are things that are being introduced here in the so-called West and the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. And I told this person, I said, I can see tanks going down the streets and here in the U.S. if this continues. And people don't think that. They think, oh, that'll never happen. It could happen if we are not vigilant about what's going on in the world right now. I'm looking at the clock. I know that Jerry wants me to go to break. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. More coming up with Mary Holland and the children's health defense dot org. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barrack. <laughs> crazy water's benefits have a history that runs deep the legend is that in 1881 a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long people began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore had the well gotten rid of her crazies the well became known as the crazy well and people from all over flocked to this magical place Back in 1904, the famous Mineral Water Company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com.
1: Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send
0: us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here. From Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California, on ABC News Talk, the most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland and the Children'sHealthDefense.org. I encourage you to sign up for the Defender newsletter. That's where we get these story from. These stories from the top ten uh, each week, and you get it in your email on Sunday morning. And uh, I love getting it, and I love being in the know, and you will too. So go to Children'sHealthDefense.org to get all these stories. There's a lot of information that we don't get to cover on the show because of the time restriction and a lot that you need to know. So the next story headline from the Defender Newsletter, Most Read News and Views of the Week reads, COVID vaccines open the floodgates for a new wave of mRNA, excuse me, vaccines for livestock. So... You know, Mary, when I first read this headline, I truly was blown away. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I, 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 and, 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 I, and I shouldn't have been so surprised knowing the level of greed of big pharma. But Mary, why should everyone listening be very, very concerned about vaccinating livestock with mRNA vaccines? Well, let's
1: be clear. We raise livestock to eat. And so much as they are putting experimental gene therapies into humans, they're now talking about putting it into the food supply Uh, and even pets and wild animals, this article says. And we've talked about that in the past, that they're distributing vaccines. But now they're talking about experimental vaccines that shift Genetic makeup, and that's now been confirmed. So this is very troubling. We don't know what the risks are going to be of eating, let's say, pork or eating beef that was Mm -hmm. um, in an animal that received these mRNA shots. We just have absolutely no idea. And part of the the impetus for this, the article clarifies, is because in 2017, the WHO that we just talked about and the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. and they, they put out guidelines on restricting the use of antibiotics in livestock. Antibiotics have been used not only to keep them alive because the conditions are so bad, but also to fatten the livestock. Mm-hmm. And so now they're going to be using mRNA vaccines, so-called, in place of antibiotics. And <clears throat> we just don't know what that's going to do. So if you're not already buying organic meat or farm-raised and you know you're a farmer, I really encourage people to start thinking about that now.
0: Yeah. And they're in bed together. That's what's so disgusting here. It's like, when will this gravy train stop? Because I'm looking, uh, you know, it says uh, the the uh, several new government and industry funded studies are underway to develop mRNA vaccines for livestock, part of the massive expansion of the animal vaccine industry projected to be worth $26.12 by 2030, this definitely is part of their plan, and and they just gonna. It's all about the money, and 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 no matter who they harm, whether it be the cows, the pigs, us, our our pets, our environment, it's just wrong on every level. They must be stopped. They truly must be stopped. And I don't Correct. know how we do it. I don't know how we do it. We, Other than we
1: just keep doing what we're doing, Bernadette. Keep doing what we're doing. Every, every yeah. day, more people are joining the truth army, and yeah. they are. And more and more people are going to be joining the resistance and that's what it's gonna take. It is gonna take massive resistance to all of these changes yeah. of the next pandemic or your vaccine passport or your ID, your digital ID. We're gonna need massive resistance to stop this. And of course we can do it. We are billions and they are mm-hmm. I don't know, thousands. Yeah. So of course we can do this.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm 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 uh I'm happy to be a private in the truth army. <laughs> and do my so job. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for giving me encouragement because I have to tell you when I read that, my head just started spinning like, oh, my gosh, what is next? Like, when will this gravy train stop? And that's what uh, people really need to understand. This is all about the money. This is about power. This is about control. This is about little incremental changes to ultimately turn us into minions, if you will, to just right. be controlled, right? And this is not a new idea,
1: Bernadette. People need to understand we've lived in this you know, era in the last 75 years where after World War II we in the United States we have been free of war on our homeland and we've mm-hmm. been very privileged and war is now a very different, creature than it was in World War One or World War Two, mm-hmm. But there are things going on in the world that have the same objective, to control the global population and Absolutely. to extract value from the global population. This is the dream that every one of these dictators, Napoleon, Alexander the Great, Hitler, what do they really, at the end of the day, want to do? They mm-hmm. want to extract value from humans through virtually slave labor. That mm-hmm. is what they want to do. They want to control conquest. And so a lot of what's happening today is a sort of different patina, but it's the same objective to, it's power, it's lust for power. Yeah. Money is a way towards power. Money in and of itself isn't really valuable. It's the power and what you can do with that that's so valuable.
0: Absolutely. And so well said. You know, the purse strings, even in your home, that who my dad used to say, he who holds, or maybe it was my mother, probably my mother, he who holds the purse strings controls the controls the family or the house, Absolutely. right? Uh, and it's the same <laughs> with with Absolutely. what we're talking about right now. Okay, so the next headline reads, how big pharma benefits from our industrial food diet so mary this is one of my favorite pieces this week from the top news and views uh from the defender newsletter because it's so important to understand Mm -hmm. how your diet impacts your health and quality of life so let's talk about it how big pharma big food and big chemical profits from you not understanding what's really in your food and how it affects your health
1: So this article is based on a podcast by a gentleman named James Lee, and his premise is we are fatter and sicker than we have ever been in history, and the reason for that is because addictive food is profitable, and that's what the big food industry is selling us, and wholesome food is not as profitable, and so, and also big food works in tandem with big pharma. Big pharma only profits when people are sick. So Mm -hmm. it is very much in the economic interest of big food and big pharma to have sick people, even if they're saying that, um, you know, this is all for your good, blah, blah, blah. And I thought one of the really interesting points of this article is that uh, you know, not so long ago, Big Tobacco bought big food companies. So R.J. Reynolds took over Nabisco, Philip Morris took over General Foods, and they've come up with addictive foods that are essentially mm-hmm. super drugs to hack your brain. So if you're eating highly processed food, not only are you not getting fiber that you absolutely need to prevent disease, but you are being addicted just as if you were taking narcotics.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well said again, and the Food and Drug Administration has uh, blood on their hands as well, if you will, because they're the ones that are supposed, and I'm reading this from the article, who are, and we know this, are supposed to advocate on behalf of consumers. And it's, and, and it's, it, it, it is itself in large part funded by Big Pharma. They're all in bed together. They all have the same agenda and the same, uh, uh, you know, uh, goal, if you will, which is, like you said, to keep us, keep us sick, keep us poor, Uh, And unable because, you know, keep them rich rich. and keep them rich. Yeah, absolutely. That's why the middle class has evaporated. Uh, You've got the, you know, the extreme rich and and people just keep getting poorer and poorer. There are very few people that fall into the middle class uh, classification, if you will. uh, Now, I mean, you you can just see it. You see it everywhere. I've never seen so many homeless people uh, on the streets in any city I've been in. It's 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 actually very, very very disturbing. Yeah, very disturbing. It is. All right. Well, you know, I'm looking at the clock and we're going to go for our last break. More coming up with Mary Holland. Most read news and views of the week from the Children's Health Defense and the Defender newsletter. You can sign up for it. It's free uh, and you'll get all these stories in your email every Sunday morning. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at
1: OneLifeRadio.com.
0: In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must reads in the fight for truth The Courage to Face COVID 19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense, for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, and iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk, uh, or Talk. Most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland. Okay, so uh, our next headline is fantastic news. Uh, Children's Health Defense, or CHD, wins landmark case as New York Supreme Court rules COVID vaccine mandate for health workers null and void. Mary, you were quoted in the article. What do you want everyone to know about this landmark case?
1: This is really exciting. So, lots of doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers who refused to be vaccinated in New York were thrown out of their jobs. New York state said there was no religious exemption. And this was um, brought out by the department of health. This trial court, the lowest court in New York said, you know what? The department of health does not have that authority. That authority is clearly meant to be for the New York state legislature. There are four different provisions of New York state law that make it absolutely crystal clear that this has to come from the legislature, not the Department of Health. And then the judge went further, and he said, if these shots don't stop transmission, then this is irrational, and this mandate is arbitrary and capricious. And that has national implications, that a judge is now saying, if your shot doesn't stop transmission, there is absolutely no basis for you to have a mandate. So I am not, so far New York State has not appealed this, Bernadette. It's not yeah. clear that the governor can appeal this because she's on the record saying there's a terrible health care worker shortage mm-hmm. in New York State. There's a 17 percent shortage of doctors and nurses throughout the state. So we'll see what's going to happen. But this is very exciting.
0: That is exciting. I can't think of the name of the governor, but isn't she the one? Her, her last Hochul. name begins with an H, right? Hochul.
1: Governor yeah. Hochul.
0: Yeah, that's it. And doesn't she the one? She's the one that had the necklace that said yeah. vaxxed. She yeah, was exactly. so proud of it. She was so so proud of it. Well, yeah. you know, I'm reading a, a headline from uh, the Epoch Times. It says all three vaccines are breaking through. Emails show talks of vaccine failure among health officials. The CDC knows it. We know it. And so, hopefully, you know, people will continue to listen and really, um, you know, think carefully stop about. It. Right, 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 right.
1: We've got well, to stop this.
0: Well, yeah. And, you know, I told you I went to see my brother over the weekend and I was flying and I was a little nervous because I had read on January 18th that this was released, uh, this headline from Washington, D.C., from Steve Kirsch, that the FAA has very quietly tactically admitted that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. We should be concerned, very concerned. Do you know anything about that? I guess they talked about it on Tucker Carlson. Yeah,
1: I do. Uh, So it's very clear that a lot of pilots have to undergo testing of their hearts on a very regular basis. And it's Mm -hmm. very clear that a lot of pilots are no longer in the old range for their heart rates. Mm -hmm. and their heart metrics. And so they've changed the metrics. Rather than say we've got to stop the shots, they've changed the metrics for what is a healthy pilot. That's very disturbing. Uh, And we do know, Bernadette, that there have been a lot of um, close calls. There have been deaths of pilots from heart-related things, and there have been close calls in the air. And we at Children's Health Defense, Robert Kennedy and myself, we did write a letter to the head of the FDA about a year ago that we thought they were breaking their own regulations Mm -hmm. by allowing people to take experimental medical products. And the head of the FAA at the time stepped down. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely big stories there. We don't know the full story.
0: Yeah, well, and the next story is so exciting too. Uh, the headline reads: Big Pharma lobbied social media to flag to flag COVID misinformation. Latest Twitter files reveal. Okay, so Mary, what's the latest news on the Twitter files? And I have to ask you: Did you see Elon Musk's personal Twitter where he said he had a major side effect from his second booster shot? Felt like I was dying for several days. Hopefully, no permanent damage, but I don't know. He also added that my cousin, who is young and in the Peak and Peak Health had a serious case of myocarditis and had to go to the hospital. He put that out on Twitter, but
1: yeah, I saw that. So he has a dog in this fight, and and yeah. we're grateful for that. So what was interesting about this article? Bernadette is an, a journalist with the Intercept, a kind of left-leaning um, publication, came out with an article about the Twitter files. And not only does it, of course, say that Big Pharma is trying to lobby Twitter to preach their story, but this one I found quite extraordinary. They, the Big Tech, was trying to shadow ban any stories saying that uh, they should make generics of the of the uh, COVID shots. So, in other words, this was just. Purely, as you say, about making money. They were Mm -hmm. censoring things not about quote-unquote misinformation. They were censoring things that might get in the way of public opinion supporting their opportunity to make unprecedented profits. So it's nothing that is truly like Stuff we couldn't have imagined, but it's in black
0: and white. Wow. And the next story is connected to it, too. It's just this trail. They're leaving a a trail of crumbs, right? The the eighth most read story of the week, uh, like I said, is another story about and it's about Pfizer. And the headline reads, thanks to Pfizer vaccine, third party royalties to NIH doubled to 127 million in 2021. Mary, what can you tell us about this top story from the Defender newsletter?
1: people need to understand that the corruption in our regulatory agencies and our scientific bodies runs very deep Mm -hmm. so in 1980 congress passed a law that allowed for financial incentives to scientists at nih to get royalty payments so they just doubled with the covid with the pfizer bio and tech of course it's not going to be in hhs health and human services interest to take away revenue from one of their subsidiaries, National Institutes of Health. So this just shows us how difficult it is to get to the money trail and how serious this money trail is. Mm -hmm. And as this guy says, uh, Andrzejewski, he said, not only that in terms of the waste, fraud, and abuse – we spent 800 billion dollars on unemployment support during the pandemic and he alleges that 400 billion of that was stolen and that it was, you know, based on fraud mm-hmm. so
0: it's it's really it's ugly It is ugly. And I'm thinking about all of the elitists that are, I think they're still in session right now, meeting in Davos, is it Switzerland, right? Um, And which is a very exclusive, beautiful part of the world. And, you know, discussing our futures. Why didn't, why aren't they in Washington or someplace or someplace in the world where it's highly or more accessible to people like the people, the people that they're trying to represent, right? Who can, you know, maybe... uh, Ask them a question. Why don't they? Because they're hiding. They're up to no good. We know they're up to no good. I don't believe any of it, especially after reading that book, um, The Nuremberg Code, the 75th Anniversary Commemorative Edition. Uh, And you need to get one if you haven't gotten one, if you don't have one on uh, Amazon.com. There's another great... Bobby Kennedy Jr., he's got another book coming out, right? What's the book that, yeah, it's uh, the Wuhan cover-up, right? That's the name of it? I already have it ordered, and I can't wait to get it and read it. When is it coming out?
1: Oh, as soon as he gets the, as soon as it's finished. I hope by March.
0: Oh, wow. That'll be exciting. So exciting. Okay, we've only got a couple of minutes. Two more stories. The next headline reads, Four Studies Add to Evidence of Wireless Technology Related Electromagnetic Radiation in Humans. Uh, Suzanne Burdick, PhD, wrote this story. What, is, what do we need to know about the four studies, Mary?
1: Well, you're not going to be shocked to know, Bernadette, that much like in the vaccine space, they're just putting things out that have not been adequately scientifically tested. And so now there are new studies showing that with the rollout of this 5G technology, fifth generation technology, people are being harmed. Um, It's very dangerous. It's having significant effects on human biology. And so these studies show that. And we also know that there's been a real suppression of the science um, trying to control quote unquote misinformation in the EMR space. We're to be continuing and Suzanne Burdick in particular is going to be continuing to follow this developing story it's very important
0: it is very important and I always think of I think of my children I think of a lot of children out there that basically always have a phone in their hands you know I was with my four little nephews you know over the weekend and they all had their phones they were all on and playing and you know um and it's just it's become the norm and it's it's really sad because you think oh my gosh um it's just not healthy, and then the kids that sleep with them, and, and you know, a lot of adults too, they sleep with their phones on the bed with them. It's so unhealthy. God, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last story is uh, the the headline reads: jaw dropping evidence. Sir, uh, Syngenta knew its paraquat a weed killer could cause Parkinson's. Mary, what do we need to know? And this was a recent episode of the RFK Junior Defender Podcast. What did Carrie Gillum have to say?
1: Carrie Gillum is a well-known writer and activist. She wrote a book about glyphosate called the Monsanto Papers, Mm -hmm. and she did now a deep dive on Paraquat. And what she discovered is that the Swiss chemical giant Syngenta and the U.S. petrochemical company Chevron were in collusion since almost day one, she says, that they knew that Paraquat would would uh, go through the blood-brain barrier and that it would cause Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And they hid it from the public, and this is especially terrible Mm -hmm. because as glyphosate now becomes less effective, there is an increase in use of Paraquat. And the article talks about how the regulatory system really is too frail, and there are always going to be scientists who, for Money for greed will sign up to lie about wow. what the evidence really shows. So yeah. it's one more real problem in the regulatory God.
0: space. Yeah, we really have a lot of homework to do as a as a world, <laughs> as a world, and not with the World Health Health Organization or the WEF. All right, Mary, thank you so much. Uh, Always love having you on the show. It's really important for uh, for everybody's well-being. Thank you so much, and have a fantastic Pleasure.
1: week. Thank you, Bernadette.
0: Uh, Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right, everyone. I encourage you to go to childrenshealthdefense.org and check out and sign, out. sign up for the news. Uh, the Defender newsletter comes in your e- email box every Sunday morning. Okay, got to go. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Take care of it.